Speak to us once again and take all the glory. Help us, Daddy Lord, to live our life to please you. All the days of our life, we will not please our enemies. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we will continue to live our life to please you, God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Today's part three, we are looking at our the, the series of the message on how to live our life to please God. Today we are looking at those that cannot please God. Those that cannot please God. Don't forget our memory verse in the book of Proverbs chapter 16 and of course verse 7, which says, When a man's wish please the Lord, he maketh even his enemy to be at peace with him. If our life Do not please God, there's no how we'll be able to make heaven. And there's no how we'll be able to achieve many things for the Lord. So today we're going to look at believers whose lights tie cannot please God so that we know what to do right now that we see our life. We're going to do those things that when you are involved, definitely you can never live your life. So please go, let's go quickly to the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 8 and verse 13. Romans 8, 8, the Bible declares that those that are living in the flesh cannot please God. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And we know that flesh is the worst enemy of humanity, flesh. The worst enemy of humanity, flesh. And we're going to see what flesh is all about. You'll about call it Eruara, flesh. You know, what is flesh? Flesh is simply embodiment of iniquity. Not more than that. The embodiment of iniquity is called flesh. When there's different type of it, and the Bible is saying that as many are living in the flesh, they cannot please God. They cannot please God. But verse 13 declared that, For if ye live after the flesh, say ye shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deed of the body, then ye shall live. Ye shall live. Before I go for that, maybe you are joining for the first time or you want to turn back to God. Please say this word after me. Say, Father, I thank you for my life. I open my heart to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I have no power of my own. Please come into my heart. Forgive all my sin. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sin. Of course, you rose for my justification. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Come into my heart. Be my Lord, be my God, and be my Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul from sin. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Father, I pray for us many today that have confessed you as Lord and Savior, that you please forgive their sins. Write their name in the book of life, granting grace and mercy to serve you faithfully unto the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Beloved, you are welcome to the Christian food. Please get your Bible, study the word of God, and seek permanently to live a life of holiness, righteousness, faithfulness, and of course, obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because these are the keys we need to live our life, not only to please Him, even to make heaven at the end of the day. I pray that the Lord will lead you to a very 
good local church around you where you hear the word of truth and holiness and make heaven at the end of the day in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Those that cannot please God. You must know this and readjust if you are among them. We try to be as fast as possible so that we can clear the whole teaching for today. Now, let's move to the book of Galatians chapter 5 that explains to us what the flesh is all about. Or if we go to Galatians chapter 5, let me go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 5 and 12. Please take notes of these scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, reading from verse 5 and 12. It said, But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples. To the intent we should not lose after evil things, as they also lost it. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpent. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmur and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them for our examples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. I love verse 12. Wherefore let him that thinketh his standard take heed, lest he fall. You will not fall in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I will not fall in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But the Bible says we should take heed. When you think that, you are spiritually giant. That was a take here. Be careful. So don't think that it is all over now. Not over yet until actually we get home. So the battle continues. So if you are living right today, that doesn't mean that you cannot live a vacillating life or a wrong life tomorrow. If somebody live a careless life with a spiritual life, those things that are keeping you on fire for God, those habits, those attitudes, those character. Those buttons that we are pressing every day, and we study the word of God, fasting, praying, fellowship, evangelism, all those things, keep on doing them. Do not stop. This is how to keep on firing on without any form of obstruction. Now, Galatians chapter 5. Let's go there and see what the flesh is actually all about. Galatians chapter 5. We start with the from verse 19, I believe, to 21. He said, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lavishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, which means they are similar. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So those that are involved in activity of the flesh will never inherit the kingdom of God. This is why it's very good for you as a child of God. You know the truth of the word of God. Don't let people just cajole you by preaching, by teaching. Let them be craven to the word of God. 
Because we are living in a world today where many of us ministers, we talk too much and we don't allow the word of God to even do any form of talking to the people. We should allow the word to speak. We should speak less and let the word speak more. Let people know the Bible. This idea of picking two or three verses and just begin to speak on like an a typewriter, sorry to say, it's not the best. Give people the word of God. Let them know the truth. Break it down. And this is what we are doing on this platform of this podcast to teach people the word. Let them know the truth from cover to cover. So now, quickly, I will run through this. The first one we read in 1 Corinthians 10, 5, we talk about idolaters, you know, idolaters and people that worship idols. An idol is not just a symbol or a constructed iron put together. The anything you love more than God is an idol. Anything you love more than God is an idol. So when you love anything more than God, that person is already an idolater. So you must know that. It's not people that worship Ogun or Shango or, or, or one juju or one shrine here or there that is only idolaters. Because idolaters is people that love any form of object more than anything you cannot give up for the sake of God. That is an idol. And you, you are already worshiping that, and you are now called idolater. That would do sort of people can never please God. That one you must know. You can never please God. I talk about the tempters, you know, that we must not tempt Christ. How do you tempt Christ? When you are trying to overrule the word of God. Just like somebody the other time said that they want to claim to be Daniel so many years ago in Badon. He, he took his Bible, his cross, and entered. I mean, he died there. He is a tempter. Because you are trying to tempt God. The fact that the Bible says that no even shall before you don't know that you see on commentary like you run you run in front of it, you want to put the word, it will crawl the person. It will crawl the person, and the person blow will be upon his own head. So don't tempt Christ as some people do. Just like they were asking God, can God furnish food in the wilderness, the channel of Israel? God give them food, but they say lilian to their soul. May that not be your portion. And don't be a murmurer, complainer. The Bible says we should know murmur. Say those that murmur, they were destroyed in the wilderness. If you are given to a murmuring of thanksgiving, you can never, never please God. You can never please God. And I want to quickly rush to the book of Galatians, chapter 5. You know, he talk about the work of the flesh. He said, number one, work of the flesh there that he mentioned. He mentioned adultery. Adultery is when you are living extramarital, I mean, living extramarital affairs, keeping extramarital affairs rather, you are married. To a woman, and you are still sleeping around with other women, you are committing the sin of adultery. Fornication is also a sexual sin that's usually being committed between uh, people that are not married. Why the one of adultery is sexual sin between married couples or among married couples? Uncleanliness. This one is serious. Uncleanliness. We must be very, very careful because a lot of us, our home, <laughs> If it's too dirty, the Bible says we cannot please God. You don't make sure that everything about your life is clean. Don't involve yourself in any act of uncleanliness. Most especially some of our women, your kitchen. You know, you eat, you leave plate overnight. It's an act of uncleanliness. Clothes that you have used for two, three weeks, you dump it in a particular place. It's an act of uncleanliness. Some of us, our home is not well arranged. Everywhere scattered. It's an act of dirtiness and uncleanliness. And God hates it. Some of us, we don't know how to bathe and keep ourselves clean. It's an art of uncleanliness. The Bible calls it sin. Can you imagine that somebody can go to hell because of uncleanliness? Your environment must be clean. Your home must be clean. Your body must be clean. Your spiritual body must be clean. You must not involve yourself in any act of dirtiness. 
It must not involve yourself in any act of immorality. It's any act of uncleanliness. You must run from it physically and, of course, spiritually. Now the Bible is talking about here. For cleanliness. We have to emphasize it so that you know the meaning. That God hates dirtiness. Dirtiness will lead to hellfire. <laughs> That's what the Bible is saying there. When you are a dirty person, you can never, never live your life to please God. So you must not be dirty spiritually and you must not be dirty biologically. You must not be dirty in all areas of your life. It is not only spiritual dirtiness. Physical dirtiness also can lead to hell or cleanliness. Clean your environment, clean your body, wash your home, wash your clothes and live a holy life because sin is an act of uncleanliness. Then talk about lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is also a sin. This is an act of fear when you are filled or showing sexual desire, lustful thought and lustful desire. This is what lasciviousness is all about. Lustful thought, lustful desire, showing forth every act of sexual immorality. You know, people today, you see them posting their nude on, on, online. You see young ladies open their body online. This is an act of lasciviousness. You know, God hates it. It's sexual provocation. You see people, even married women, some of them, with bomber short, the way they dress half naked on the road. So you know that sexual provocation is a sin and it's called lasciviousness. When you are indulged in lustful sexual thought, sexual desire, showing forth one nakedness, you know, to the opposite sex, whether directly or indirectly, it is called lasciviousness. And this one is common today. Even in the church, people don't rebuke it. You see people with transparent gown, transparent skirt, transparent lap. Show me your breast, show me your back, what kind of naked dressing. God hates it. It is called lasciviousness. As long as we are doing this, you can never please God. And that will talk about idolatry. Of course, I've said that before. Idolatry is a, is, 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 is a spiritual process of worshipping an idol. You know, it's called idolatry. You know, you can involve in an art of idolatry. When you exalt anything more than God, you are worshipping idol, you are an idolater, and the process is called idolatry. It is an idolatry, a process of worshipping an image, a process of worship a demigod, a process of worshipping a demonic name is called idolatry. So you must understand the three words, idolatry, idol, idolater. Don't forget those three words. And witchcraft, of course, these are eaters of flesh and drinkers of blood. And every act of rebellion and disobedience to God is also witchcraft. You must not forget that. Stubbornness, rebellion to God is also an act of witchcraft. Anything you are doing that opposes God, manipulating people's mind, traveling out of your body, you know, these are wizardry and witchcraft activities. And hatred. Bible says if you are somebody that hates somebody, you dislike your brother, your sister. The Bible says you can never live your life to please God. All this thing will lead to hell. So it is good you understand this thing, the meaning one by one. Variance, this one is also common in the body of Christ. You know, variance talk about inconsistency, divergent, difference, not in unity. You know, we see that in a a meeting was held in the church. You know, they want to buy a car for a brother after the meeting. Some members have to go out trying to spoil the mind of other people in case what the church have agreed to do. But why must pastor ask them to come out contribute money to help out to buy? Can't he go out walk by himself and back up from himself? This thing is wrong. Don't be at variance against church authority. Whatever the church have desired to do and you are part of that member, 
make sure you obey the rules and regulations. Don't be at variance. Don't because variance is this an act of disunity. That's all the truth. So when you are involved in variance in anywhere you are, you are sinning against that system. Maybe a church, maybe even your place, or it can be even at homes. You know, you are trying to break this unity. Then emulation is another terrible sin. It's common among many, some of our ministers. You want to emulate people. You want to emulate people. It's a process of copying something achieved by someone else and try to do it as well as they have done it. You know, we are trying to copy another person's uh, success story and you want to do it the way the person has done it. You, you, <laughs> that can lead you to disaster. Everybody has their blueprint to achieve the goal that God has given them in life. When God calls you, have a blueprint for you. You have to follow your blueprint. There's nothing wrong in studying the blueprint of people's successes and achievement in life. It's good. It's okay. But you must make sure that if you want to apply those things, that you have the same goal, you have the same objective in life. It's just like somebody wants to be, you want to become a doctor. Your blueprint is there for somebody wants to be an engineer. Your blueprint is there for somebody wants to become maybe a pilot. That's just the truth. They are blueprint. So when you go into emulation, you begin to copy people to do your own, the, the way they do you want to do, the person can hit the rock. And God hates it. Because by so doing, you will put aside God's perfect will, God's blueprint for your life. So when God calls you, what you ask God, God, where is my blueprint? This work, how do you want me to do it? Today now, everybody is starting university. Everybody wants to own secondary school. Every ministry wants to own primary school. It is not everybody that will call to come and start university. Yes, there are people that God have called. In addition to their ministry, to have university, to have secondary school, to have the trial. But it's not everybody. But today, a lot of people are going into it. So please, we must know what God has called us to do. And do because this simple, simple, simple sin that we don't take to be anything can lead someone to Imagine emulation. Just to copy somebody. Maybe somebody behavior, somebody character, this and that. You have your own. Be yourself. Don't be a copycat. Be your true self under the control of the Holy Spirit. Don't try to be anybody. It's a sin to seek to be like somebody. The only person you are appointed to be like is Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. Who is our standard. And our icon. And everything in the Christian faith. So don't try to be somebody that God has not called you to be. The sin of Emily, of course, wrote that is outboard of anger. You see some people when they get angry, they can destroy their labor for, for so many years. It is a sin. Strive. Little, little, little fight. Quarrel here. Pick quarrel with somebody. Pick quarrel with brother. Pick quarrel with sister. You strive over things that are not necessary. This bring problem in the church. Don't involve yourself. Any doubt. Make it to strive with anybody. Just let it go. After all, the Bible makes it clear in the book of uh, Romans. It says, suffer yourself to be defrauded. When you suffer yourself to be defrauded, when it's going to get it, it's going to be in sevenfold. Sevenfold. So don't get yourself involved. I'm going to take police. I will arrest you. I will do this. The Bible says the servant of God must not strive. That is in the book of Timothy. Because these are small, small things they will normally use against many of us. And it's a pity that we don't know. Strive. Don't strive with anybody. Let it go. Call. We'll give it back to you. I would rather allow somebody to shoot me than even for me to shoot anybody. Because when you shoot me, you are going to pay back in sevenfold. How it will happen, I don't know, but the word of God has said it. Then sedition. This is, it's also a sin. We see people today, they, 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 they are succeeding, contrary to the will of God. Maybe God going to a ministry. We are supposed to be to serve God due to one problem or the other. Decide to quit when God has not asked you to leave. That is sedition. 
you are a seditionist or a child of God, you are not where God wants you to be doing this work. You are already seceding. And the Bible says it's a sin. You are a seditionist. And a seditionist will never make heaven. If you are a child of God, you have a duty post, you have an appointment with God, there's a place God has positioned you to do his work for him. You must stay there. You must. You must stay there. We see today many people, many believers, many Christians, you see them jumping from churches to churches. You see people start the ministry even when God has not called them. Because by ambition, they are not favored where they are. Let me tell you something, my dear. Whether you are favored where God asks you to stay, whether you are not favored, whether things is working for you, whether things are not working for you, as long as God has to stay there, remain there for your own good and begin to learn the lessons God wants you to learn because of where He's taking you to. Because if you succeed, God will not be able to fix you because you don't learn anything at all. You're concerning God, what do you want me to know, what do you want me to learn at the particular period of time, of my, at the particular period of time of my year, at the particular time, at the particular duty, what exactly do you want me to learn? That should be your focus. Not by running away from it. Because seditionists will never make heaven. You don't study from the work of God. And they also go to some of us that say you retire. Can you retire? Retire from, from, from where to where? Where have you seen in the Bible? People serve God until they die. Go back and read your Bible very well. From the call of Abraham to the apostles, to the revelation. Nothing like retirement. These are worldly words that we are using today. Devil used to be robbing a lot of people. People at the age of 70, uh, 75, don't retire, my dear. Refire. Jesus did not retire. He did his work, he died. The apostles did not retire. They, do, they did their work until they, they down their duty post. And that the prayer everybody should pray. Don't join anybody. That thing is ungodly. It's not scriptural at all. For someone to say, retire for, from what? Ah. God will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Because retirement is, is nothing but sedition. People succeed. They pull, they, they pull away from God's assignment. And from there, isn't they going to start another one that God has not called them to do. A lot of people in the ministry today are not called. They just say, let me just, some are helpers. So it is good you find out exactly what God wanted to do. The inheritance, this one is also everywhere. False doctrine, false teachings. And we should be careful, you that receive messages from people. Study the word of God. Know the Bible for your own good. So that you will not join people to be committing the sin of heresies. We are seeing people today preaching. People should not pay tight. People should not go to church. Church is in your heart. These are heresies. When the Bible says, bring it to my house all the tight and all the offering. Some will tell you, you do not make sacrifice. All kind of wrong teaching. Some will even tell you that. Some are preaching today in support of masturbation. These are according to satanic agents. Because the Bible says, by their fruit, you shall know them. Heresies. Wrong teaching. Wrong doctrines. Errors. Envy is another terrible sin today. Envy. Envy. It is okay for unbeliever to envy a child of God, but it is wrong for you, a child of God, to envy anybody because it is a sin. Don't do anybody to say it. I envy you. Some people, some people they don't even know the meaning of the word or envy. That envy, to, to envy somebody, is a purely negative war. Because envy is a feeling of discontented or resentful, longing, aroused by someone else's possession. In other words, let me break it down for you. It's a feeling, you know, to envy. is to feel resentful. You feel resentful, unhappy, because someone else possesses or has achieved what one, what you, your person, wish you ought to have achieved. So this is what envy is all about. 
It's a negative word. It's a negative word. It's a wrong feeling. It's a wrong feeling. You feel resentful. You feel unhappy because somebody, you know, have attained a level of success or have acquired some level of uh, prosperity or possession which you yourself, you wish to have obtained and you have not possessed. So you, 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 you feel unhappy about it. So you must understand that envy is one of the works of the flesh. And don't try to envy anybody. Instead of saying, ah, my brother, I admire you. I thank God for your life. It's okay. Some will say, I envy you. I've just I've looked at them. I say, they don't know that. <laughs> they, 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 they are making a wrong statement. Because to them, maybe they'll never know the meaning of envy. That envy is a feeling of resentfulness and unhappiness. You know, because someone X possesses or has achieved what you yourself wish, you know, you ought to have possessed or achieved. So don't judge anybody. Say you are envying anybody. Unbeliever can envy nobody. In the Bible, Christians don't envy. It is unbeliever, the Philistines, the unbeliever that envy children of God. And it's okay. If that happens because they are unbeliever, they are hidden, they don't know anything. Their lifestyle would sin. I mean, it's a common thing. The mothers, these people killing, taking people's life. Anyhow, people kill through abortion today, they kill through drugs. This are terrible sin. Drunkenness. We know it. Some will say, God, Bible says we should not drink. It's drunkenness. A little sin will lead to drunkenness. Stay away. The Bible says, Old lemon to you does not pertain to take a strong drink or wine. Stay away from it. Before your eye open and begin to do strange things, leading to sin. All those people that committed sin or pregnant in the Bible, they started with a sip. Started with a sip. So if you don't want to get drunk, don't even try it at all. Stay away from it. The revelist is another one that's very common sin. Let's talk about worldly parties. Worldly parties, partying to the late of the night, clubbing. A lot of believers, they are revelings today. You see them play worldly music in their gathering, even in their church, even when they have a birthday party, maybe in the ceremony. They become revelings. They don't know what revelings is all about. That's why you see them promoting wickedness, worldly parties. Because that's what it's all about. Drinking parties. That extend late into the night, even usually encourage and mobilize with sexual recklessness. Mobilize, promote with sexual recklessness. What revelation is all about? See, somebody is a revelation, it means that the person always involves and indulges himself in worldly parties, most especially night parties, club, where they involve in all kinds of sexual activities or drugs and so many other things like that. You know, I was just trying to explain what these are all about. They say, and such like, which means there are many, there are more other. They say, which I tell you before, as I have told you, that this which do so sitting shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, you they see more of it, but anything that is contrary to the Spirit of God is flesh. It's flesh. Don't ever forget that. The Bible also talks about Walk of the flesh in First Corinthians chapter 6 because of our time. I will just read through it. I believe I've explained virtually everything other the walk of the flesh. Chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. He said, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, you see now, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, saying the same thing here now. No adulterers, no effeminate. Effeminate is lesbianism. 
or gay, talking about feminine people that are trying to behave, you are trying to copy another person. You are a man, you want to behave like a woman, or you are a woman, you are trying to behave like a man. No, feminine, no abusers of themselves with Mark Adendo, abusers of themselves with Mark also talks about people that are abusing themselves, you know, a man sleeping with man, woman sleeping with man, or you can even be married couple and you are abusing your body. We are in general today, you will see uh, people do no kind of wrong sexual activities. You don't abuse yourself. I will tell somebody the other night that it's wrong for you to call yourself a woman and you put the manhood of your husband in your mouth. All the mom says, My husband, it is strong. Or a man put begin to play and uh, put mouth inside the womanhood of the wife. All the name of sexual activities, all these things are wrong. You are abusing yourself. The Bible says they will never make heaven. No abusers of themselves with my kind. Don't say we are married, we are it is true, we are married. But God has created everything for a particular purpose. When you abuse what God has designed for a particular thing, you are already a sinner. You are already a sinner. You know, the manhood is for the womanhood, it's not for the mouth. It's not for the inner. God designed it for that. So when you now use it contrary to what God has designed it to be, it becomes an abuse. Very simple. Very simple. Is it not thief? Uh, this one also is everywhere. People steal anyhow now. Thief. They will never inherit the kingdom of God. Covetousness is a sin. Trying to claim what is not your own within your heart. You are coveting it in the wrong way. Covetousness. Not drunkards. Revilers. It's also in our revelers. No revilers. The Bible called them revilers here. People that indulge in that. Then extortioners. This go to some of our people who know how to make money on top of people. Extortioners. When they give you money to go and buy something, you know that the money is maybe 2,000 naira. On getting there, you can say it's 30,000. You add, you've added your own. You are extortioners. The Bible says they will never please God. And it's common among believers, engineers, bricklayers, carpenters. You know. You give money to go and buy material, you decide to inflate the price. You say, ah, I'm making money. No, 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 no. You are simply making sin, not money. Extortionate. It says they shall not inherit what? The kingdom of God. So there are so many of it. And of course, when you decide to follow the leading of the Spirit, because God will speak to you. You know that this thing is right and this thing is wrong. The Bible says, they that know how to do what is good and the wish to do is it to them it is what it is seen the sin so don't forget that the flesh is simply an embodiment of sin and that's what we have gone through here today so the prayer you will just pray say lord have mercy on my soul help me to live my life to please you i don't want to live in the flesh every work of flesh in my life be bound to death be bound to destruction in the name of our lord jesus Every work of the flesh in my life be bound to death, be bound to destruction in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every work of the flesh in my life be bound to death, be bound to destruction in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pray like this I receive grace to live my life above the flesh in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I receive grace to live my life above the flesh in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Amen. Father Lord, I pray for your children all over the world. As many are living in the flesh, Lord, we command the work of the flesh to be destroyed of their life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are that the spirit and its activity will take over the place of the works of the flesh in our life, rule and supreme in our life, now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen in Jesus' name. Receive grace to live your life 
to be ready for the raptures and to make heaven in Jesus' mighty name. Share the word of God with as many people as possible. And don't forget, in any way, can be a blessing to us. Our candidates, everything is there. Stay blessed until we see you again. In Jesus' name, amen.